let's talk about astrology. If you guys enjoy watching videos bringing awareness to neurodivergency, ADHD, and autism, please give this video a like and subscribe to my channel to stay up to date for any new videos in the future. What's up you guys? Welcome back to my channel. Recently, a lot of my clients and personal friends have been talking about astrology to me, so I thought this week's episode I would talk about astrology and talk about my birth chart placements. So grab your tea, grab your coffee, settle down, let's enjoy ourselves. If you're a new viewer and you don't know what my zodiac sign is, I'd be curious to know what you think I am. So pause this video and leave your guesses in the comment section down below. I'll wait. Did you guys put it? Did you guys make your guesses? All right, so for those who don't know, my zodiac sign is Pisces. I have this candle that's a Pisces candle that my friend gave me and it actually smells really good. But yes, I am a Pisces. I am a mutable water sign. I just wanna say right off the bat, before I get into all of these fun discussions about my birth chart. Although I love astrology and in many aspects, people would say I'm super into it. It is a special interest of mine to know people's signs. I am weird in a way because I don't necessarily believe in making astrology a deciding factor to a person's personality, if that makes sense. I feel like this is a big moral value that I developed as an autistic and neurodivergent woman is this really strong dislike and distaste for putting people into boxes and not allowing them the freedom to express themselves and allowing people the freedom to grow into a different person. That really makes me so upset and so viscerally angry because I feel like throughout my whole life, that's what society was trying to do to me is put me in these boxes. And it's such a disservice to human personality and the complexities of who we are and our souls and it's, it just baffles my mind as to how much we as humans want to really hold on to an idea of who we want another person to be taking so much comfort in it that you don't want the other person to grow or express themselves outside of that idea i say this because i know astrology although attracts a lot of open-minded spiritual type of people i do think there is a pitfall in astrology as well this is my aquarius mercury coming in and we'll get into that i've been seeing a lot of people who are into astrology be just as closed-minded as like conservative people out there and conservative groups out there I feel like when you start seeing people say things like, oh, Aries people like to eat hot Cheetos or, you know, Sagittarius people are constantly going to cheat on you, things like that. That's when I start to feel really icky about the topic of astrology. And I feel like it's super, super important to always have duality in everything in life, to always know good, positive things that you gain from something, but also the pitfalls and criticisms about the topic as well. I feel like although... I don't necessarily agree with people who shun others for liking astrology, like using astrology as a way to demean you or to imply that you're not like a realistic person or you're a little bit cuckoo. I don't necessarily believe in that. But also at the same time, I can see where that opinion comes from because I have seen many times myself people exhibiting beliefs within astrology that is just very not healthy. And so... 
If you're that person, I apologize and I hope that you don't take this as a criticism. I'm saying this as someone who loves astrology as well and thinks that there's so many amazing things that comes with astrology to just don't rely on astrology to a point where you begin to pinhole someone into their signs and you don't allow that person to exhibit characteristics of themselves outside of those signs. Expand your mind a little bit more, practice discernment, practice healthy amounts of duality and being able to critically think about things. You could enjoy something but still see things that it needs to improve on. If you want to continue to support this channel and my videos, please feel free to donate by hitting that heart thanks button below. With that being said, let's get into my birth chart. This is my birth chart, you guys. I'm gonna put it up right here. As you can see, I have a lot of water slash fire placements with a little bit of air fighting for its life in there, the Aquarius placement. The first thing I really wanna talk about is energies within your chart. The energy of fixed, cardinal, mutable, and also the elements as well. Water, fire, air, earth. So something that I've noticed within myself because my chart is primarily water and fire is obviously I. I am a very emotional and passionate person. I have a strong belief that your elements and your chart's energy will change as you grow as a person, as you mature, as you go through shadow work. All these different parts of your life will exhibit different parts of your chart in a different way. That's part of the reason why I don't believe in stereotyping people because of their signs, because you don't know where they are in their journey and what attributes they're going to exhibit within their chart. I know for a fact that throughout my teens and even in my childhood, I exhibited a lot of emotions. I would cry a lot. I am super sensitive, but also I had a lot of anger. I remember my parents would always say that I could just get angry like this. This could all be a part of neurodivergency as well. Like I think all of this is connected. I don't think astrology is its own thing and then neurodivergency and mental health are separate things. I am a strong believer in stuff like this, personality tests, also clinical psychology. I know a lot of my viewers and clients are the same way and I think it's totally possible for you to enjoy all these different types of things that might not seem like they're correlated and it might seem like if you liked one thing you wouldn't like another, but I think it's possible. I do believe all of this is correlated but it's just different languages to convey similar messages. I've been really growing into my Aquarius Mercury the past few years as I mature as a person. And I'm sure you guys will see that a lot throughout this video. And once you watch this video as well, I'm sure you will start to notice it in future videos and past videos. I feel like I'm so painfully aware all the time of like the good and bad and everything in between. I have been black and white in many aspects of my life because of my Aries placements, I think. But as I grow, heal and mature, I realize that life is honestly all about balance. This goes for literally anything. One of my my strongest beliefs is mastering duality is one of the most important lessons you can learn in this human life. Learning how to balance emotion, logic, learning how to balance inaction and action, learning how to balance the physical world, your spiritual world, learning how to balance empathy, but also like being a healthy amounts of selfish at times. Everything is about balance and I'm sure my air signs, my Libra viewers out there can attest to the importance of balance. 
balance. I've noticed that my life has been all about learning how to bring balance into my emotions and my passion. My big three is water and fire and my Venus is Aries, which is a fire sign. My Mars is Pisces, which is a water sign. So for many years, my passion and that fire within me was exhibited through anger, resentment, bitterness. And I don't know if you guys would have a hard time believing that, but I just wanna be completely transparent. You know, I'm a human being. I had a lot of traumatic things happen to me. So there's a lot of years in my life spent being a negative person, being very cynical, believing the worst in people and myself. I was actually reflecting on this with my current partner, which is a Gemini. That is a very interesting experience. I'm enjoying myself. But I was reflecting on how there was one point in my life where I was really, really horrible to be around. I remember I was with a friend one time. I didn't realize that I was doing this, but they finally respectfully pointed out to me, Irene, you have not stopped complaining since we started hanging out a couple hours ago. He's also a Gemini, ironically. We're also not friends anymore, but I appreciate this friend because I needed to hear that. And I think friends should be able to call each other out on things. I felt like I needed that self-awareness to be injected into me because he was right. This is something I really appreciate about my Aquarius placement is that when people give me constructive criticism or feedback, I actually really need to hear those things and I don't have issues taking it in and hearing it because if it is true don't get me started on if it's not true but if it is true and it is something that is negative I really need to hear it because I want to work on it and so when he said this to me it was a huge wake-up call because he was right and I was able to kind of like rewind back to how I was the past few hours of us hanging out and I was literally complaining about things back to back to back and I think this is a big part of what happens on your healing journey I'm very careful to not say things like when you're not healed as a person because this is a part of the healing journey is to have this period of time where you're angry and resentful and just really bitter I think it's important because a big part of knowing that you deserved more and trying to grow into an era of your life where you're calling in what you deserve you need to realize that what you went through wasn't okay and you have to feel that anger you have to feel that resentment let it out of your system to an extent there has to be a point where you let it out and you move on from it i was at a point where i was no longer just angry at the things that happened to me but i was also angry at everyone for just simply existing and especially angry at people who seemed to be happy and content. That seemed to anger me more than anything because I felt so resentful and bitter of other people's happiness. And that's when you really need to check yourself and reevaluate things like, why do I feel like such a hateful person? Why do I have so much hate in my heart? I don't want to feel like this. I want to be happy for other people. I want to empathize again. And I think that's also maybe a pitfall of being a highly empathetic person. Person, highly emotional this is going into like my water sign the Pisces I feel like a big part of my life as well is trying to figure out ways to master my empathy and master my sensitivity because I do think I'm a very highly sensitive person I have a tendency to take things on even when I'm not aware of it or necessarily consenting to it it just kind of happens and this could be an autistic trait as well like needing to kind of put yourself in someone else's shoes to literally understand understand what they're trying to say and what they're going through. You can't just understand it from your own point of view.
of you, you literally have to like put yourself in their mindset and like almost go through their experiences and their pain in order to understand their mentality. How do I still be an empathetic, sensitive person? How do I still be passionate, but not fall so deep on the other end of like suppressing those things about me? How do I like healthily express those aspects of myself? I also want to say that I really believe that in different cycles of your life, you will really exhibit a certain part of your chart more than others, which makes a lot of sense because certain aspects of your life will call on different parts of yourself to be used and relied on. So for example, I feel like a big part of my childhood, I exhibited my Pisces and my Aries, just that very childlike, unbridled self-expression. But I also felt like in my early 20s, I exhibited very strongly that Leo rising, just needing to constantly command respect from other people and doing so through the way you look, taking a lot of pride. And these are kind of the ways I exhibited Leo traits in unhealthy ways. I'm not saying all Leos are like this, right? I felt like when I was exhibiting my Leo the most in my early 20s, you have to kind of keep in mind like the phase in my life I was growing into, like you're in college. This is kind of the time where you're growing into adulthood for the first time. And so of course my Leo came out and I was like, like, I need respect from you guys. I demand it. I hold myself to a very high standard and I need to meet that standard every single time. And if I don't, I'm going to beat myself up over it and make sure that I meet it the next time. Although there's many aspects of that that's respectable and got me through that moment in my life. And I was able to do a lot and accomplish a lot. And to a certain extent, I survived some of the hardest times in my life with my Leo attributes. I also was very mean to myself. I... I didn't expect to get emotional. This is my Pisces Mars coming in. She just, my Pisces literally is just like, I'm gonna make you cry at the randomest times when you don't expect to, and it's gonna be like that. I was really mean to myself in that time of my life. And you wouldn't expect it because I seem so confident. And I'm wondering if any of my Leo <laughs> viewers watching this can begin resonating with this, but like, I seem so tough on the exterior. I seem to have everything together. I seem to be such a strong person, but underneath the surface, I was just so hard on myself. Thinking back to like how my thoughts were at the time, you would think that I hated myself. I was constantly not good enough, but also demanded others see how good I was and thinking at the same time that I was better than other people. You know, it just, it doesn't make sense and that's not healthy. That's like a very big ego that's tricking yourself into thinking you're doing good when in reality, secretly your soul knows that you're not going about it in the right ways because I wasn't loving myself myself and I wasn't loving other people. Everything was constantly a competition to see who's better and I was always trying to win that race, win this invisible competition that was all in my head, you know? But at the same time, I do understand that that is a part of my healing journey is to be in a time in my life where I was fighting back and like in control of what I was doing. And it was important for me at that time in my life to learn that I could do things if I wanted to and set my mind to it. I could accomplish the things that I want to accomplish if I just worked hard enough, if I really put my head and body into it. That's just kind of the beauty of life and duality is you could always reflect on different aspects of your life and 
point out things that you could have done better, but also understand that you did your best and there's a lot of things that you did that was actually like really strong of you and you could have that love and empathy for yourself. I want to do some honorable mentions of certain placements in my chart that I really, really appreciate. My second house, Virgo. My sixth house, Capricorn. And my tenth house, Taurus. The reason why I'm pointing out these specific houses and their placements is because these are my earth placements within my chart. And as you can see, I don't have any earth placements in my main planets. And so it's super, super important for me to learn what earth placements I have in my chart and which aspects of my life does it affect. My second house Virgo affects my money, work, income, daily routines, values, material possessions, priorities, habits, job, and work ethic. I really appreciate having my Virgo in my second house because I feel like if I didn't have this earth placement in this specific house, it's over. Like my sense of responsibility out the window, especially with my heavy Pisces and Aries signs. I could be very impulsive, I could be very irresponsible, so I honestly believe that my earth placements keep me in order in the parts of my life that actually need that order, and I am so thankful, so thankful to whatever the universe that created me gave me these placements because I don't think I would be able to like maintain my own business the way that I do if I didn't have these earth placements, which leads me to the sixth house Capricorn, which rules health, fitness, systems, analytical nature, pets, work habits, organization, sense of usefulness, service given. I definitely resonate with this. I take responsibilities so seriously and especially like my health, my work habits and organization. I'm very OCD about all these things, which could be like the autism, but this is also the reason why I think I work so well at home and for myself because I'm so good at managing myself, making sure I know my responsibilities and I'm doing them. My 10th house Taurus rules career long-term goals, structure, status, reputation, public image, things like that. This one's interesting because I've had many people try to guess that I was a Taurus throughout my life and I never really understood why because I never had Taurus in my main placements. But it makes sense that because my 10th house is Taurus, which kind of represents your public image, that people would guess that I'm a Taurus and not a Leo because I do think I am very calm and put together on the outside. I do appreciate this Taurus placement in the 10th house because I take career super seriously. And this is not just now, but throughout my whole life, anytime I had a new job, I took it very seriously. I always needed to make sure that I was doing things correctly, that there is structures that I was following. You know, as I was building my own business with this channel and with Self Embark, I had very specific goals, both short-term and long-term, that I was constantly writing down, planning out, and making sure that I was consistently meeting those goals. And this is also something that I'm really good at and do for my clients. I am really, really good at listening to what they want to do and what they dream about and being able to write out long-term goals that you work towards, but also those short-term goals that is super important as well to meet consistently. The next honorable mention that I want to make is my Jupiter in Capricorn. Man, that Jupiter in Capricorn is fighting for its life in my chart throughout my whole life, honestly. Like there's been so many times where I've been making decisions that were not sound and my Jupiter and Capricorn is just like, really, you're gonna do that? Really, you think that's the decision that should be made? Okay, okay. 
I know for a fact I'm gonna pay for it later, but do you? I feel like there's so many parts of my personality that is eclectic and open and just like has no parameters, but there's other aspects of my personality that needs to be able to take those very careful steps and be super conservative and plan things out. I didn't really get to experience my Jupiter Capricorn until the past three years or so. And I experienced this Jupiter Capricorn very intensely when I was with my ex-partner and my ex-partner's whole chart was fire sign. So he was very impulsive, didn't really think things through. You know that meme where people say Aries placements are do now, think never. That was literally my ex-partner. All of his like house placements were very wonky as well. I remember the houses that you would need to have like responsibility at. He had the most irresponsible signs that were more about like freedom and exploration. And then the houses that are about freedom and exploration, he had the earth signs in those. And I say this with love. I'm just saying this because it, it was true. He was just very irresponsible, very impulsive. And I remember that throughout our whole relationship, all my earth placements really came out because I was constantly like, are you sure you want to do that? You don't have a plan. Let's sit down and plan things out. Let's sit down and think about this. Let's figure out the steps and make sure we're doing them correctly. And I never had an environment where that side of myself could come out naturally and really show itself naturally. And so I really was able to see that I wasn't just this emotional dreamer or this passionate, impulsive person. I actually was able to see an other side of my personality that was very grounded. That is one of those things that I was most thankful for with that relationship was learning that different part of myself that maybe I would have never learned otherwise. I was able to build another confidence in myself that was more of a quiet confidence. If you guys really like hearing me talk about astrology, I could make more videos about it. Who knows, maybe I could go through my current partner's birth chart and talk about what I think about his placements. Like if you were to look at his chart, you would think that he's a hot mess, but he's actually very stable and sane in my opinion. So I think it'd be really interesting to talk about that kind of stuff. Communicate with me, you guys. Tell me what you want from me. I know I don't reply to to everyone's comments but I do read all of your comments and I really appreciate all of these very long well thought out comments that I get from you guys I know a lot of you guys are into astrology so let me know if you want me to make more videos about astrology I also think it's so fun that a lot of you have been telling me your sign ever since I like briefly mentioned astrology in one of my videos if you guys enjoy my content and find yourself wanting to watch more videos consider joining my channel memberships I upload one extra video every single week. Becoming a member to this channel is not just a great way for you to have extra content, but it's also a great way to support my channel. Thank you guys for tuning in on this week's episode. I will see you guys on next week's episode. Much love. Stay present. Bye guys.